What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. Both the podcast and the book are written for and geared toward people who give a shit (laughs) about being a decent human and making the world a little bit of a better place. Having a sense of community and feeling of belonging where you live is so important both to a life well-lived and just your and your neighbor's overall well-being. Yet at this stage in the pandemic, so many people are at least considering how and even where they want to live after the pandemic. So I'm spending some time this week exploring ways we can strengthen our sense of community. And today I'm talking with Melody Warnick, a journalist who has written two great books on the importance of place. Her first book was This Is Where You Belong, And her second book just came out, and it's so great for anyone questioning where to live. And it's called If You Could Live Anywhere. Melody lives in Blacksburg, Virginia, where she's lived for a long time now, but she has also moved around the country a bit, which informs her writing. And I am so excited to talk to her today about what we need out of where we live and how to engage with where we live and develop deeper bonds with the places we call home. Melody, welcome. Thanks, Kate. I am so happy to be here. I just loved your new book. I just want to say that before I ask my next question. It's so helpful for anybody who's wondering, like, is this it? Have I landed on where I'm going to be? So congrats on that. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) You have a list of factors to consider in your book anytime you're thinking about moving to a new place. Can you give us the broad strokes about what kinds of things are on that list? Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's a long list. (laughs) The first thing that I always tell people, you know, I think a lot of people who suddenly found themselves in remote work situations or started considering, you know, are we free to move? The first thing I want people to think about is, do you actually need to move? Sometimes when you get that freedom, you think, oh gosh, we, we have to find someplace else, someplace better. Not always the right thing to do. So I have a in, in the book, if you could live anywhere, there's a list of questions that kind of help you think through that. You know, do you need to move? Are you done with your current place? But when I when I have people think about, you know, the list of things to consider, it can really be anything from cost of living to diversity to climate to taxes to transportation education, childcare, there are a lot of things that we think about when we think about moving to a place. And I think that's why it can be really overwhelming. You know, there's so many factors to consider and it feels like a really massive choice, something that will affect your life for a long time and people really want to get it right. So, you know, one of the other things that is kind of a thread throughout the book is to think about your your own place values. And these are just kind of um, ideas of what 
values you have in in your life and maybe your family and what you want to see manifest in your place. So maybe you're a person who's really seeking peace and quiet, or maybe you're a person who wants vibrancy or adventure or community connections. And when you can kind of zero in on what sort of values do I want to have in play in my next place, that might help you become a little clearer on what you're actually looking for. Yeah, I think I loved the way, first of all, I loved all the factors that you listed that you need to consider when you're thinking about moving because you're right, it is overwhelming, but there's something about seeing it written in list form that makes it feel at least contained. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even though there's a lot of thinking that might need to go into your answers. And I did also love how you encouraged readers, people to think about what their values are when they're choosing a place, which is not something that we think about a lot. You know, do you have guidance on kind of how to figure out what your values are, especially, you know, in this instance, relating to where you live and what you value in a place? You know, I think it comes down to really knowing yourself and thinking about past experiences in places, what spoke to you in communities that you've lived in in the past, or even places that you visited, what made you feel whole or happy here? And also, you know, what matters to you in your life? Um, what are the things that you think are most important? And it really isn't the same for everyone. You know, for for some people, it might be living in a place that has lots of opportunities for career advancement. And for some people, it might be living in a place that doesn't. And so that mm-hmm. I can focus on spending more time with my family. So these are really, you know, kind of conversations that we have with ourselves. What will make us happy? What matters to us? And how do we want to see that in in the place that we're living? And what kind of place might help us do that? You know, for instance, one of the women that I write about in the book is a woman named Amy Bushatz. And she discovered with her family that spending time outside was really key to their well-being. And so nature was one of the values that she and her husband sort of centered as they were looking for the next place to live. And it ended up taking them to Alaska because they thought, you know, here's a place where we can really live out that value of having close contact with nature all the time. So I think, you know, as we think through what is going to do it for us and you know as as a person as a couple as a family that might help narrow the field uh when we're thinking about where do we want to live next super helpful let's talk about giving back what are some of the unintentional ways we add to our community just by living where we do well the number one way really is we pay taxes you know <laughs> where we live Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that first and foremost, because I think a lot of people, you know, everyone hates taxes. No one is really into paying, you know, local and state taxes. I just had a conversation with a friend whose brother is in this position of, you know, his job in Seattle has gone remote and he's thinking of where to live. And his number one factor is I want to live in a state that has no income tax. Okay. Just totally understandable. Yeah. I think, you know, cost of living is a huge factor in our happiness and our ability to really settle and stay in communities. 
But I think also, you know, taxes are there for a reason. And sometimes when we're paying higher taxes, we're also getting higher amenities in return. Mm. So, you know, it isn't always a bad thing. But whether you are in a no income tax state or not, there are other ways we're just kind of constantly giving back just by being in a place and spending money there. You know, you're eating, hopefully, at local restaurants, you're shopping at local markets, you're buying things at locally owned stores. There's also just, you know, the factor of we bought a house here or we rented an apartment. All these kinds of just daily acts of living in a community tend to help that community's local economy thrive. And then there's also this element too of becoming really intentional about that. You know, in my first book, This Is Where You Belong, I wrote a lot about buying local and how much that supports and helps your local community thrive. When we shop at locally owned independent stores, about three times the money circulates locally than if you always buy things at Walmart and Target and big box stores. So when we are in a place and we're making that choice of, I really want to be intentional about helping my community grow and be successful, we tend to start choosing those things, you know, buying locally and eating locally and things that help our community thrive economically. But I also think, you know, just by living in a community, you start to do things like you get to know your neighbors and you buy the Girl Scout cookies or (laughs) you go to the local festival. And those are all ways that we engage in our town and end up giving back. And that helps our community and also helps us. I love it. Melody, I have a couple more questions for you, but I have to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. So... Everybody, hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're here with Melody Warnick and talking about building a stronger sense of community. So, Melody, thanks for shifting the conversation to start to talk about how we can intentionally build a sense of community no matter where we are living. I'm curious, do you have other things to share there? Because I myself have decided to, you know, we've made choices to send our kids to public schools. That's kind of a value of ours is democracy, basically, you know, that we all have the same access (laughs) to the same things. And walkability is one of our values, too, that we really thought about when we were buying our house and they can walk to the school. So something that I've done to kind of build my sense of tie to where we live is I've gotten involved in the PTO. So volunteering is kind of an obvious choice of ways to get more involved in your community. I just wonder, could you speak to the power of that a little bit or maybe something else that could give people some ideas of like, yeah, you know, I'm ready to dig in where I am. Here's some ways to do it. Yeah. All the examples that you just mentioned are prime ways to feel connected and invested and engaged in your community. And it's interesting because This new book, If You Could Live Anywhere, is about being thoughtful about that decision-making process. And it's about how towns are trying to attract and retain talent and how we can kind of take advantage of that. My first book, This Is Where You Belong, is really about you've landed in a community, you may not like it. Here are some (laughs) ideas for feeling at home and rooted here. And it was based on my own experience of living, uh, moving to this smallish college town of Blacksburg, Virginia, and kind of hating it at first. (laughs) So 
There is a lot of research about something called place attachment, that feeling of being at home in a place. And what I kind of realized is that place attachment, feeling like you love where you live and you're connected to it, comes out of our behaviors. And we can get really thoughtful and intentional about what those behaviors are when we want to feel more rooted in our community. So walking is a huge one. You know, there's lots of research that says people tend to feel a sense of ownership of their place when they walk there. You know, they develop mental maps of it that help you feel at home. Volunteering is massive. You know, volunteering is just great for people in so many different ways, but great in particular when we volunteer in our community. When I wrote This Is Where You Belong, I did what I call Love Where You Live experiments, you know, little Mm. sort of action steps that I took in my town just to make me feel better about it. And one of the things that was really helpful was volunteering regularly at our nonprofit historic movie theater downtown, Mm. you know, just feeling like, hey, I am giving back to my community, I'm contributing. But there's other things too, like spending time in nature, you know, taking hikes where you live or, you know, kayaking on the local river, things like eating at local restaurants, which we talked about, becoming civically engaged in your community, voting in local elections. So I think there are lots and lots of ways that people can start to feel engaged and at home in a place when they want to. You know, these are choices that we make every day. You know, I think of one of the things that I tried to do when I was really, you know, I was new to Blacksburg and and I just had this thought, I'm going to act like someone who loves their town would act. <laughs> and that idea <laughs> led me to simple things like I'm going to pick up this piece of trash that I passed on the sidewalk instead of just letting it blow away. Or I'm going to show up to the town festival instead of opting out. So, you know, when you decide that this is something you want for yourself, I think you can build that sense of place attachment almost no matter where you live. (laughs) So that's the good news that even if you're not in your dream destination, you can still learn to feel at home there. Right. And probably engaging in those ways, even if you feel at home there, but decide you want to move later will help you, will help inform where you go next, right? For sure. And, you know, this is a toolkit. It's a set of strategies and you can apply it in any place you live. But yeah, I think, you know, there's this idea that if you have been unhappy in your community, you may end up taking that unhappiness with you when you go, right? (laughs) Right. Like you, you are dragging along your baggage and wherever you go, there you are, Exactly. which, you know, can, can be unfortunate. So when we take those steps to try and change our mindset about where we live and decide to embrace it for whatever it is that it has to offer, that can help us be prepared to love the next town more fully, but it also can help us identify the things that are working for us in a community, you know, the things that make us happy because we're experiencing more of them and making more of an effort to try and participate in the life of our town. I love that so much. Melody, for people who are loving what you're saying, where can they connect with you? Tell us more. Tell us everything. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I have a website that is my name, melodywarnick.com. I have a newsletter that you can subscribe to and which comes out very sporadically, but <laughs> includes lots of ideas and links about place and its role in our lives. And right now, people who subscribe to the newsletter can get a free downloadable workbook of some of the exercises that we've been talking about from If You Could Live Anywhere. Oh, very cool. Well, I will include a link to your website in the show description that shows up in your podcast app. And I encourage you to go check out and connect with Melody. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Kate. It's been a pleasure. Hey, it's Kate back with your tiny assignment, which is this, to think about your values that relate to where you live. Like, as I shared it when I was talking with Melody, walkability is a huge value for me and something that I thought about a lot when we were figuring out which house we were going to live in, even what town or city we were going to move to. So me remembering that walkability is so important to me can inspire me to make sure I'm actually walking to the businesses and resources that are available in my neighborhood And by doing so regularly, I'll get to know the folks who work there and the folks who patronize these places. And that's going to help me not only feel like I belong because I'm going to know people or at least recognize people and give them a friendly wave when I walk to where I want to be walking, but that I'm connected to the place where I live because of something that really matters to me. Thinking about the values that are important to you is always a helpful exercise, but thinking about just values in general can feel like trying to eat an elephant. In other words, like a really big job. By thinking about the values you have that relate to where you live can make that exercise more manageable. And that can be an entryway into thinking about your values at large, you know, things like trustworthiness or honesty or kindness, what have you. Thinking about your values related to where you live can help you think about your values related to just who you want to be in this world. Melody gave a lot of examples of place-related values in her interview, and she's got a lot more examples in her latest book, which again is If You Could Live Anywhere. I'm linking to it in the episode notes. She's also got just a lot of information in her books and in her email newsletter and on her website about how to think about place differently and find that sense of belonging. So I hope you'll go check her out. And I hope you'll come back tomorrow because I am bringing you what I like to think of as a very special episode. You'll have to come back tomorrow to learn more. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 